Are you ready for the word of the Lord? That's good because today I'm going to be talking about the mother of impartation. And that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. We're going to take a look at Mary's life and how she presented not only her son, but her Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? If you're ready, clap your hands once. Oh, that was good. Amen? So I want to start with the definition. It's really important that I get this definition in your hearts and in your minds. It's the foundation of what we're going to talk about today. And that definition is of impartation. Impartation means this, to give, to convey, or to grant. I'll say it again. Impartation means to give, to convey, or to grant. If you're a mother, I know in this house you know how to give, you know how to convey, and you know how to grant. Amen? So one of the things that God wants us to understand is that impartation is one of the most powerful things in a believer's life. Let's go to, to John chapter 19, verse 26 and 27. Hey, guys, listen. I'm going to pretend I'm at my Tuesday night group. I'm taking off my shoes. You know? my, my feet are good. Amen. What I'm trying to do is stay comfortable. Everyone say comfortable. I don't want to just talk at you. I want the Holy Spirit to use me to communicate God's love about impartation. It's not by might or by power, but it's only by the Spirit of God that's in me, that's in you, and that is available today. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, this is a very, very powerful set of scripture right here, and it's very familiar to me because on Good Friday, we had seven sayings of God, of Jesus, while he was on the cross. It says, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing whom he loved, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. Now, there's all kinds of topics and commentaries of what this meant. But I'm looking at it from Mary's perspective. It was in the most difficult time for her. Imagine as a mother, your son is on the cross, dying, taking his last breath. Imagine for a moment in her weakest point, Mary showed great strength. Here's why. It was at that moment that Mary said, he is no longer my son, but he is now my savior. She had to make the transition from mama to disciple. And it was at that moment that Jesus gave her a word. That on the next thing, in Ju it says in Luke 24, 49. They'll put it up on the screen. They were in the upper room. And that says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry here in Jerusalem until you endued with power on high. It was at this moment that Mary's life brought her here. But at this moment, she said, he is no longer my son, but he is my savior. Amen? So we're going to look at three things that Mary did, and I'm excited about it. Mary was always present. That's the first point. The second point, Mary taught us how to receive the word, 
of God and how to ponder it. And the third point is how intimacy with Jesus produces love. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Good. Go to Luke chapter 1, verse 31 and 32. A lot of us understand that Mary had this promise from God, but there's not a lot of conversation of what happened after she got filled with the Holy Spirit. After the impartation of the Spirit of God hit her life. It says here in Luke chapter 1, 31 and 32, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the son, and you shall call his name Jesus. My point number one is Mary was always present. Mary was 14 years old when Gabriel came into the room. She wasn't a young woman. She wasn't a woman yet. She was betrothed to Joseph, who was an older gentleman. But she was only 14 years old. I believe, and it's been shown, that Mary didn't look too far in the future because of this encounter. Mary didn't look at her past because of this encounter. Mary was always in the present because that encounter gave her expectation. Say expectation. She expected God to move. She expected God to show up. Isn't that like a mama? A mother, you give birth to your children, you expect the goodness of God. You expect everything's going to be okay because it's been put inside of you. Woo, that's a good word. Here are some examples of her being present from Scripture. I just copied a couple. In Luke 139-43, Mary visits Elizabeth, her cousin, and receives encouragement from Elizabeth that she's the mother of her Lord. In Luke 146-55, Mary sings a powerful song of the Lord. Amen? In Luke chapter 2, 41-46, Mary was present when 12-year-old Jesus snuck away, went back to Jerusalem, and was preaching to the teachers. She realized that he wasn't there and traveled to get her son. She was present in the good, and she was present in the challenging. She was a mother. Mary was present at the birth of Jesus. Everyone say amen. Luke 2, 7. It's very important that she was present there. <laughs> what does this mean to you? Maybe you didn't know this, but Mary had a total of seven children. Seven. It just wasn't Jesus. Jesus had brothers, two sisters. She had a family. She had to be present for them. She had to be present for Joseph. She had to be present in believing what the angel had said. Now, how does that relate to you? I'm getting to that. When it comes to the promise of impartation, you have to be present, not perfect, but present. You have to show up with faith. You have to show up with belief. You have to show up believing that God can do the impossible time after time after time. 
Because without your participation, you won't see the, the fullness of God's glory in your life. And Mary showed this. She's 14. This angel is in her room saying, I'm going to have a baby? How can these things be? But Mary didn't deny what was happening in her life. And that care, that encounter set expectation for her whole life. Isn't that good? So as mothers, the Holy Spirit, listen, I didn't sleep last night. No, for real. Usually I'm conked out, I'm knocked out. I woke up at 1246, never went back to bed. My daughter's doing warfare in her room. I'm doing warfare in my room. And I'm wondering why. I got up this morning as I was praying in the Holy Spirit, and he says, for every mother, every believer, there's a spirit of restoration for you today. Because you've been challenged on every single front. What to identify, who to identify, what is the agenda, and the Lord is sick of it. He says, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep your eyes on me, and I will carry you all the way through. Yes, amen. Romans 8, 28, and we all know this, that all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. It's very important that you understand that you're called for his purpose. Like Mary was, had a purpose. She was chosen to bring forth our Savior. What if she said no? What if she said, it's just too hard, I can't do it? We would not be here. So she had a part to play in the kingdom as you have a part to play. Don't let your past hinder your present. I'm going to move on because that's a rabbit trail. I can't go down. Amen. <laughs> go to Luke chapter 1 verse 35 and verse 38 point 2 is the meat of my message I need every one of you guys to pay attention because this point says Mary taught us how to receive the word and how to ponder the word it's very important and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who was to be born would be called the Son of God. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from there. Point number two, I said it. Mary taught us how to receive the word and how to ponder the word. Listen, when, the Holy, when, when Gabriel said this to her, she had no context of the Holy Spirit because Jesus hasn't resurrected yet. She had no context of something overshadowing her. Sometimes you don't need to have all the answers to believe God. You just have to believe him. If there's one thing that Astra Cecilia Jones, that's my mama, Jake, can you put her up real quick? Where's my mama? There's my mama. That's my mama. 
and that's my dad right there. They died two years apart, six months apart. Two years ago, six months apart. The Lord took them six months apart to the day. That woman imparted something in me, being from Memphis, Tennessee, walking with Martin Luther King on the top of fighting for justice. She got pregnant with me, dropped out of Memphis State because she was good in basketball to have me. So what you're getting is the impartation from a mama to you. How I minister to you is because of that impartation. How I love is because of that impartation. What did Mary and Astra have in common? Be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. You have to make the word of God, when you receive it, personal. You have to make it passionate. You have to receive it with your spirit, your soul, and your body. Because if you don't, it's not going to come to pass. We have a saying, because I'm older, don't talk about it, be about it. Don't show me. Don't tell me what you're working with. Show me. If you all that in a bag of chips, show me. <laughs> that was free. Amen. <laughs> Remember, Mary said, let it be unto me, unto me, unto me. I don't understand it. It's above my thinking, but let it be unto me. I don't know why my child goes back and forth, not walking with the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. You said that if I would walk with you, my whole household will be saved. Don't give a mama some hope. And single women, you are mamas in the spirit. I'm just saying, God is setting you up so you can understand motherhood by putting you in a community of mothers. How many of you guys know Gay Lee? Raise your hand. Is Mama G a mother or what? She will love the chains off of you. Wipe the pig poop out your ears and whisper God's goodness in the other ear. Amen? That's what mamas do. They don't care if you're stinky. You can take a bath. But when you get out the bath, your heart will be right. You will understand the position in the kingdom. This is very, very important. How to receive the word. John chapter 1 verse 12. To as many as received him, he gave them power or permission to become sons of God. That's not a gender thing, ladies and gentlemen. That is a position in the kingdom. A son or daughter knows they have an inheritance. Because they have an inheritance, Jesus is the one that gives you the inheritance. But we rather learn from Tony Robbins or others. I'm not putting them down. There's a place for it. Do you know many of the millionaires and billionaires got into the word and used the word to produce their millions and their money? 
and we're Christians. Oh, that's so good. Before I go into the other point, I got an object lesson. You guys, well, I knew you had something. This is you and us and me with the impartation inside of us. Not only is the impartation inside of us, all the other stuff is in there too. But when you receive Jesus, there's something that happens. I got this from the dollar store, so if it don't work. <laughs> My point is this. <laughs> it's working. My point is this. Everything that you need is inside you. Even the bad things that you think you did. But God will begin to shake everything that can be shaken. When you have a promise of God and you're believing him, be it unto me according to the word. Is this lighting up? It's supposed to light up. It's supposed to light up. No, don't leave, leave on the lights. No, no, no. They won't be able to see me. Amen. <laughs> I don't want... I want to be seen on Mother's Day. What is going on in our midst? Our God is shaking everything in your life that can be shaken. So everything that remains is only him and for him. That's what Pastor Pat and Haley talked about, the supremacy of God. Let the shaking continue. Luke chapter 2, verse 19, we're going to talk about pondering. The word ponder in the Greek, get this, it means to do warfare over. I'm going to say that again. The word ponder in the Greek there means to engage in war. Mary pondered those things. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Imagine her life. He is the son of God. He's in and out of her life. He does what the will of the father is. She has other children. She has a husband, other responsibilities, but she has to do warfare over what the angel told her. And sometimes your kids will challenge your belief. Let me prove it to you. Chapter, John chapter 12. I'm going to read verse 46 through 50. <laughs> While he was still talking, Jesus, to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside. But he answered and said to one of them who told him, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, here are my mother. Here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, my father in heaven, my, they are my brother, my sister, and my mother. You're like, well, wait a minute. If you were a mom and your son said, who is my mother? I would have to pause, call his time out, and take a, a moment because I'm about to go upside. I'm going upside his head. Did he say that? Imagine her heart. 
Who's my mother? It was, that's what we're talking about. Because she had to ponder to engage war over that situation. She had to ponder when all of the religious people probably came at their family because of Jesus. We don't know what happened when the, the people said, that's your son. Look at what he's doing. He's breaking the law. All these things, she had to do warfare. She had to ponder. She had to remember. Be it unto me according to your word. So I ask you, are you still fighting? It's okay to take a break. But don't take it too long. Because the word of God is active even when you're still. And it's very important that we understand that pondering is a weapon. It's where you get rejuvenated. It's where you remember what God has said. Isn't that good? That was good. My mom, before I go into my last point, can you show my mama again, please? Just breathe, breathe, breathe. My mother at Christmas was the best giver in this room. Huh, babe? Thank you. My wife is saying yes. For once, she agrees. Amen. I'm taking that victory. She would give us these things. And at the time, I would take them for granted because she always did it. We do that. But after she passed, I found this. December 25th, 1999. I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the room, and I'm struggling as a father. My mama says she wrote this for my son. Presented to my loving son, Jeff, with all my love, Mom. I turn it to the page, guys. It says, five lessons for a good life. Do you mind if I read them? Number one, keep your word and your commitments. You're married. Stay married. Your children need stability. If that is not a mama, I don't know. I wept in my room when I read that. 27 years strong, we're still together. Don't hang on. Amen. Good glory to God. Number two, don't look for favors, Jeff. Count on earning them. Don't rely on whom you know, because those who give can also take it away. Number three, watch out for success and can be more dangerous than failure. Don't live on yesterday's accomplishment, accomplishments, Jeff. And think you don't have to keep striving and staying strong. Stay focused, my son. Number four, this is important in my life. Do what you say, say what you mean, and be what you seem. Do not pretend to be what you're not or let others define who and what you are. There is too much falsehood, listen to this, and pretense in politics, in business, and in the spirit of religion. And in the media. What? 
That's Number five, open the envelope of your soul to discern God's orders hidden there. The Danish philosopher, I think it's Kierkegaard, I'll get it right, believed that each of us is born with God's instructions inside, which we must struggle and strive to understand. Stay safe, my son, and keep striving. I love you always, mom. As a son... I do that as a pastor here. If you've ever been into our Tuesday group, if you've never been to my Tuesday group, you might, if, <laughs> you need to go. Here's why. Because the Holy Ghost starts moving. It is not religious. And it's, move, it's, 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 it's driven by the people there. Not by me. By the Holy Spirit. I make people feel safe. Many of you call me a father in the spirit. Many of you call me Papa Jeff. I'm not an orphan. I came because of the will of God. I work and I love because of the will of the father. That is demonstrated in what not only my mom showed, but what Mary is showing us. Let's get to point number three, shall we? Luke chapter 1 verse 35. Same scripture I was at before. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is in you, who was to be born, we call the, sons of, the Son of God. Point three, she taught how intimacy with Jesus produces love. Remember that Mary did not see him as son before, but she had to see him as Savior. Because after she seen him as Savior, they were in the upper room. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. So from the time she was 14 to the time he was 33, she watched the word of God come to pass. She was present. She was there. And after she seen him die and she received the Holy Spirit, get this, Jesus came into her again. Jesus lived in her by the Holy Spirit. She received her Savior again. Whoo! That is very powerful. Here's why. God didn't call Mary to be anything but a mama. If I started doing some research, it said that she was a founder of the Acts Church. Imagine the stories now because she received the impartation that came alive. I'm pretty sure she encouraged Peter after he blew it. Get up there, boy, and speak. I'm pretty sure she told the stories of how Jesus preached. Everything came alive. She taught them how to receive the word. She taught them how to ponder the word. She taught them how to release Jesus. I don't think T.D. Jakes has anything on me right now. He sweats, I sweat. It's just a beautiful thing. What, am I want, what do I want you to get? Babe, can you come to the keyboard? That's my baby. <laughs> I 
The Holy Spirit wants you to understand that we have a great example of motherhood. But also, it's just not by gender of her being a mother. She was a believer. Because remember, she said, you are no longer my son, but you are my savior. And I submit my life unto you. As a man, if that sounds feminine to you, meet me over here so I can cast that off of you. That's not feminine. That is intimacy in my life. That is me fighting with the Holy Spirit because he's working in me to change my nature, make me softer, make me more pliable. Make me the clay and not the potter. I'm not the potter. I'm the clay. I'm the clay. The Spirit of God is moving in this place. He's been moving since we started. It's real important that you understand these next steps. What are the next steps for you right now? Make a decision. Believe him. If you're fighting for a family member, don't quit. If you're fighting for a health diagnosis, receive that you're healed in Jesus' name. If you haven't had a good relationship with your mom, let today change that. If your mother is still alive, call her. I would give all my money, everything I earned, to, to just hear her voice again. I'm closer to her than ever before because she lives in a spiritual realm. And now what you're receiving is what I received from my mother. Pastor Pat said it. You know, Jeff, the gift from your mom that gave us was you. You were the impartation for the body of Christ. That's not only my brother-in-law. That's my pastor saying that to me. I was like, man, I'll wash your feet. You better be careful. You better be. They're going to think we weird if I get a bucket and start washing your feet. He would fight me at first, but it'd be okay. <laughs> Stand to your feet. The Spirit of God. Here's what I want for you. The activation point today is very, very simple. Very simple. Can I come down? The activation today is I want, who, I want everyone, if they can, after I give this man the word to come to the altar. We have people that want to pray for you. We have people that want to agree with you that your war is not over. That your war, if it, even if you're enduring, it's not over. I have to say something to you. You knew I was coming, right? You knew I was coming. It's going to be quick. The crown of the Lord. The Spirit of God has highlighted you to me. The enemy wants you to think that you're less than a son. But God says that you're wearing my crown of righteousness. 
and I am fighting for everything you believe in, and I'm changing you from a Clark Kent into a Superman. Someone that can lay down their life and let me feel them again and again. Don't be afraid to be broken and tender be before those that love you. God says, I gave you this heart, and it is true. You will rise up and slay your enemies, man of God. Be strong and only courageous, for the Lord your God is with you. Oh, we getting churchy up in here, huh? I got my shoes off. Amen. I'm going to go back up. If you need prayer to be refreshed from the spirit of weariness, can you come to the front? Don't be afraid. We don't bite. We're just going to pray. Here's what I don't want. I'm going to stay on this because I don't want and God doesn't want you walking out the same. You have to be like Mary to say, I want God. I want them to pray for me. I want to be healed. I want my family member. I want what God says I can have. So we will agree with you in prayer. Now I'm going to pray generally. But something happens when you activate your faith and come forward. There he comes. Come on. I know Pastor Haley has her team, but if I could get Mama, Mama G. Any leader in the back, I need you to come to the front. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. That's it. Just come up front, guys, and put your, ask them what they want to receive and begin to pray for them. David, your family is about to come into something new. God is tired of you losing. God says you haven't lost anything, but I'm going to move on. This is your brother? This is your son-in-law? Yes, sir, I've seen you, yes. God is moving on your heart. He wants to bring the tenderness out of you. You're big in stature, but that's not who you are. There's another side of you that loves him the way you love him. Don't be ashamed to show his love because you have plenty of love to give, says the Spirit of God. Just give it away. Just give it away, and God is going to move for you mightily because you've been obedient, says the Spirit of God. If you're still there, can you lift up your hands or hold them out like you're receiving something? That's it. Hallelujah. I got three minutes. Amen. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus everyone with their hands lifted. We release grace. We release mercy. We release healing. We release breakthrough, God. We bind the spirit of religion and we call forth peace, peace to every storm, peace and provision. I thank you that you're moving only by your spirit, 
from the front to the back. Let them know that they are loved, that they are chosen. Let them know that you've forgiven them eternally. I bind the spirit of any condemnation in the name of Jesus. And I release healing. I release grace. I release grace. That's it. Receive it, you guys. I know this is different, but it's God touching your heart, releasing your heart. He's putting back what you've lost. Amen. You guys can put your hands down. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. You're released.